Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, this is Steve. I just want to let you know that for all the latest on our podcast, uh, hit us up at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, we're also on Patreon if you want to check that out. But our homepage is with the Age of Radio Network at ageofradio.org slash everything I learned from movies. And if you're looking for some amazing art, check out my wife's Etsy page at untidyvenus.etsy.com. All kinds of great stuff there. Also, follow us at PodCartFest, that's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T, for our periodic art and podcasting festival that we're going to be hosting. It's, uh, it's actually pretty cool. Check it out. So yeah, on that note, let's get to the show. Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one last plot holes a gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy With your friend Steven Brett Kelly is a writer, actor, and director that has made over 30 films in his 20-plus year career, including Jurassic Shark, My Fair Zombie, Spyfall, Raiders of the Lost Shark, Jesse James Lawman, Murder in High Heels, and our upcoming episode for April, Conga TNT. Mr. Kelly was kind enough to join us on everything I learned from movies. There's me. It's oh. me. Yeah, there we go. All right. So I'm going that route. I'm turning off this computer. Yeah, the little mic thing isn't even coming on. Um, oh, oh, here we are. Connecting the audio. There we go. All right. Excellent. Hey, Yay! there we are. Hey, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thanks for joining us, yes, Mr. Kelly. Thank you so great, much. Great hearing from you. Thanks, you now. Um, yeah, I guess uh, just to start off, uh, want to give us a little background on like I don't know where you grew up, what your family life was like, how you how you kind of eased into the movie industry. Um, well, I never grew up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I'm not blocking my thing with the. I I normally don't use my phone for this stuff because I always block the microphone, but. Um, yeah, so I'm from Ottawa, Canada, and um, basically I, you know, as most guys my age, um, am a big fan of comic books and Star Wars and all that stuff that, you know, being uh, a child of born in the 70s uh, is kind of, we are what we consume, right? And so I'm kind of um, uh, hugely influenced by like, um, you know, Star Wars and Indiana Jones and Superman and all that stuff. Uh, so, you know, being into the fantastic uh, like that, I kind of, you know, um, became a storyteller and I drew comics and I and I wrote comics and uh, got into being an actor and then did a lot of theater. And then that led me into wanting to pursue film uh, first to, as an actor. But then because there were no real acting jobs to be had at the time, I kind of got into directing in order to give myself opportunities as an actor. And then as time kind of went by, I kind of, um, you know, discovered that directing was really my, uh, my lot in life. Excellent. So yeah, trying to be an actor, um, I guess that like late nineties is when you were really trying to do that. And then probably late nineties, early two thousands, when you decided to 
directing was the was the path yeah my first like i mean i did a lot of theater in the 90s and then uh, my first um foray into film was around 98 99 oh. and then my first feature film was in 2001 and so that's kind of how that all um and i've been going ever since <laughs> pretty much <laughs> at least one movie a year but usually more ever since Excellent. And I say that you also like, like write and, uh, you know, produce a lot of them and stuff like that. Like what's, what's that process? Like you just get the idea, write it first, and then is it all self-produced or are you getting other people in on it as well? It really depends on the movie. Um, when I was first starting, I basically would get the idea and write it on myself because there was nobody else to do it. And then I would um, find a crew and, and cast it and direct it. But now as time has gone on, I, I have, you know, um, a roster of uh, writers and people like that who do that sort of thing for me. Usually I'll come up with a title or a story, usually a title. I, I really like my titles. And then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, from there, we usually get things moving, but it's, it's on a title by title basis. Some, some of them have also been like, some of the movies have been work for hire where I have nothing to do other than cash the check and make the movie. So those are okay too. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. And, and I know a lot of your movies. Uh, I, I mean, just going. There's you know, The Feral Man, My Dead Girlfriend, Attack of the Giant Leeches, uh, Jurassic Shark. Is horror primarily what you prefer to make, or you you know, you also did like uh, Murder in High Heels, which is you know completely different. But yeah, have you seen that one yet? I haven't. No, that's I on YouTube. Uh, it's, oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, it's probably my it's probably my best film. So. And it's free on YouTube, so I suggest uh, checking that out. You'll probably enjoy that. Um, my, my, I don't know. I mean, when I started out, um, my first thing I was going to do was a film noir, but then it wasn't really considered to be very marketable, or and it's, I certainly couldn't have done it at the time with my inexperience. But I was reading a lot about guys who were doing what I was doing, and you know, people who I've come to be friends with, like you know, uh, the Polonias or. Um, you know, uh, Kevin Lindenmuth or Ron Bonk or J.R. Bookwalter or people who were doing independent films in the late 90s. And uh, they were all doing horror movies. And it seemed like the, a good way to get distri distribution and things like that. So I did horror for the first bunch of years. And I kind of became known as a horror guy. But um, it's not I have kind of diversified. And now I kind of do whatever pops into my head. <laughs> I mean, um, So one of my actors said, uh, the funny thing about Brett is that he'll wake up one morning and decide he wants to be a pirate and then three months later he's a pirate so that's that's kind of how i work yeah i mean there's like spy fall which is a spy parody and yeah obviously like uh, jurassic shark and a couple of the other horror ones there's there's definitely a strong comedy element and stuff mm -hmm. as well yeah comedy is my favorite i think probably everything everything i do has my tongue in cheek basically <laughs> so you've done what about about three dozen movies like like a couple of years for like the last yeah. 20 years or so yeah yeah there was one year i can't remember which one it was but uh there was one year i did something like four or five movies in a year and i oh wow i i, I can't believe my wife stuck with me <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing Excellent. yeah it's, it's it's crazy and how do you feel like you've grown from obviously from like that first movie to like maybe like the 10th movie to today like what uh it's strange, you know, um, I kind of look at them as waves, um, like, or like phases, phase one, phase two, <laughs> whatever. Um, the first ones were every, every movie for about the first five movies or so was 
um, everything was so new and so, you know, a mountain never climbed. So I would treat each one like a mountain that I would climb and, and it was it presented their own challenges. And some of them took a long time and, you know, I had to learn on the fly, but it was really, really cool. I mean, they're not the most technically advanced films, but some of them, I, th- I think you could detect the passion in them. Um, even if some people think they're cheesy or whatever, I mean, it's, I kind of like in my early films to, you know, um, not, cause I'm in a unique position where every movie I've ever made has come out. So I kind of liken some of the early ones to, um, you know, the, the crayon drawing on the refrigerator. <laughs> it just so happened that most of the world was able to see my refrigerator. Uh, so, um, yeah. And then since then, I mean, I've learned a lot with every single movie and I, I still like to challenge myself. I mean, the most recent one I made, which is coming uh, to film festivals this summer is galaxy warriors, yeah. which is a uh, science fiction eighties homage. And that was a crazy challenge. We had the pandemic that we were filming during as well, which of course was its own challenge and, you know, building our own sets and it's all practical effects. It's not CGI. It's all like models and stop motion and, and things like that. So that was crazy cool. And I mean, you know, I like to think that I, I've built upon all the foundation I had over the last 20 years to be able to make stuff like that or murder in high heels or, or my fair zombie, which are really elaborate, really intricate films. So we'll see. Hopefully, I mean, I, I we'll see what uh, we'll see what the history books have to say. Yeah, is there are there any um, uh, like you said, just making like the festival circuit and stuff now? Are there uh, any like coming up on the calendar and stuff we should keep an eye out for? Um, there's nothing officially confirmed, although I know I will be in the United States for one in the summer, but I can't say which one yet. Okay. <laughs> um, and we're hoping for a few a few others. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, we're going to have in Ottawa, where I'm from, Ottawa, Canada. Um, we're going to have a uh, premiere of that probably in August or September. So um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's going. It's it looks really good, and the, and the initial um, I've shown it to some industry people, and they seem to think it's really good. So as long as people have a good time. And uh, a quick question: I saw in, uh, uh, Jesse James Lawman. You worked with mm-hmm. Kevin Sorbo and Peter Fonda. What's it like working with you know a legend like Peter Fonda? you know, my whole career, I mean, I have that to take away. I mean, you know, people can, uh, people can poop on me all they want for uh, (laughs) a cheesy three day movie I made once. At least I got to work with Peter Fonda once, you know, I mean, um, he was amazing. He told me some really cool stories and uh, it was really interesting to see him so late in his life. I mean, because he's a legend and he, there he was essentially like, you know, when he was off screen, he looked like a frail, grandpa type but as soon as the camera was on that was peter fonda he was amazing like it, it was a fantastic experience oh, and i'm sorry you said that movie was shot over three days no no so i mean some oh, like some oh, of the okay. movies I, i've done i've done some movies in three days and you know if the internet wants to uh you know be jerks about the about picking on those movies they are more than welcome to because i got to work with peter fonda on another movie so my career is fine i'm okay that's what i meant by that Oh, okay. <laughs> so, no, I got almighty. No, that uh, Peter Fonda was one day just by himself. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, I would say, um, do you in, like enjoy the sort of like freedom of the like smaller budget movies, or would you like to get your hands on like a big budget movie? Like, do you want to be in charge of an Aquaman or something? Or, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe once you cross a certain threshold, it's not as annoying, but. <laughs> But when I did um, Jesse James and 
a couple of other movies that had higher budgets, you really have to put up with a lot of garbage for producers. And some of their ideas are not good, but it's their money. So you have to do what they say. And then when the reviews come along, no one ever says the dumb, dumb ideas weren't yours. Everyone assumes they were yours. So that's kind of a problem, you know, when, when uh, people want to accuse you of doing the stuff that you didn't want to do in the first place. I mean, I did it. I mean, I suppose, but, but it wasn't my idea, but um, so, you know, you take a lot of garbage and the more money that's involved, you have less to, less to say about it, at least in my experience. Uh, that being said, it's nice to have money to throw at problems. You know, um, I mean, we be. were just for, <laughs> As an example, we were, I mean, just in life, right? I mean, I'd love to redo my, redo my kitchen, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, just as an example, when we were filming Galaxy Warriors, um, the night before we went to film uh, in this quarry, a tree fell down and covered our entire parking lot. Oh no! So suddenly, you know, I have to get people uh, and we we're filming out of town. So we're dri- everyone's driving two hours away and we have nowhere to park. So if I'd had money, I would have just hired a truck to come in and chop that tree up. But as it stood, we all had to park a little farther away and carry our, uh, our stuff. Like we were going up the, you know, a mountain or something. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, so the, you know, I mean, it's nice to have, to have money to throw at problems, but on the other hand, I like being able to have my own idea and get to execute it without any interference. So that's fun too. Excellent. That's funny. That's very similar. What, uh, Brian Trenchard Smith also said the, uh, the 70s exploitation director yeah. <laughs> like, yeah it's nice to not be yelled at people but it is nice to throw money at problems <laughs> yeah well he's absolutely right he would know <laughs> um are there anything in like your movies is there anything that like you can't believe you pulled it off like either budgetary or just disasters people <laughs> whatever just something we're like oh my god it worked <laughs> yeah um I mean, in a sense, Galaxy Warriors, because it's so fresh and new uh, and it's, you know, it's a space movie that we filmed during a pandemic. And, you know, we filmed a lot of stuff in my garage and, you know, just we did crazy stuff. And now I look at it and I go, wow, that's that's pretty wild. I can't believe we pulled that off. And the same thing with um, My Dead Girlfriend, sorry, My Fair Zombie, which is a, a zombie musical comedy period piece. So. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's said like it's Pygmalion basically, but um, a musical with zombies. So we had period costumes, period hair, you know, a, compo- a composer making the music and it was so difficult, but so rewarding. And it's such a fun film that uh, it's coming out again on uh, Blu-ray from SRS cinema again, I think this spring. So I'm going to, it's going to be nice to see that come out again and uh, get to be seen by a new audience. Cause that's one of my favorites. The movie we've most recently watched uh, is Conga TNT because we're huge fans of the 1961 original. And while well, looking that <laughs> up, the 2021 came out, we're like, oh, we're going to have to check this out. And, yeah. Uh, uh, we're, and it says it's uh, based on the, the Conga comics, which I didn't even know existed, honestly. Yeah. But, uh, was that like something you like read as a kid or? Well, it's kind of. No, yes, like I did, but it's kind of a, it was kind of a loophole in which um, the Conga comic books are in the public domain, but the Conga film is not. So uh, 
so therefore by basing it on the comic book, I'm, I'm allowed to call something conga. But if I based it on the film, I would not be, I would get trouble from MGM. So, um, but then again, our, 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 our movies titled differently as well as we have the TNT. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it's loosely based on the comics, which the comics are loosely based on the film of <laughs> the original film. <laughs> so um, I think, you know what? I'm blank. I'm kind of blanking on the differences now, but I I know that ours is uh, was geared as as a, a more of a youth kind of audience, which yeah. um, the the DVD art or whatever does not look like it was geared towards a kid's audience. Yeah, that that, that was the thing. I mean, we're you know kind of going expecting you know a giant uh, ape kaiju kind of movie, and I mean, which it kind of is, but meets yeah. Power Rangers. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's a definitely a, like a comedic take of it and stuff yeah. too. And uh, I, I kept refer like I, I kept getting like George of the Jungle vibes from it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that in like the greatest sense. I oh, love, I love George of the Jungle. I love it. Yeah, Brendan Fraser is a treasure. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, like I was like, oh my gosh, this movie is like like George of the Jungle. Whereas like we were sort of going in expecting like a like a 50s, 60s like sci-fi horror. It was, mm-hmm. it was a really pleasant surprise for us. We thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, it's funny. Some people are um, like, because I have no, I have no say in the in the uh, the artwork for the DVDs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all distributors decide that. So when I saw it, I thought, oh, uh, I'm going to get some people yelling at me. And sure enough, <laughs> some people are like thinking, well, I thought this was a Godzilla knockoff, and instead it's a kids movie. And I'm like, you know, I made what I I made what I wanted to make. I'm sorry you didn't. Uh, I'm sorry that free movie didn't uh, <laughs> upset me so much. You know. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, and yeah. uh, kudos for finding those young actors that played uh, Chance and Grayson. I mean, where, where were they? It was easy. Them? It's super easy. <laughs> he grew uh, them himself. I made them myself. <laughs> for, for those who don't know, that's uh, Mr. Kelly's children uh, playing yeah. in that movie. <laughs> yeah, well, just... the, funny thing, the funny thing about Conga TNT is it was not actually intended to be a movie for release at first. What happened was uh, I was trying to keep my kids busy during the pandemic. So we said, well, let's make a movie. And they, they said they wanted to make a giant monster movie or a, a giant gorilla. I can't remember how specific it was, but they wanted to make a, I think it was a giant gorilla movie. So I said, great, let's do, uh, let's do one based on Conga. And they said, cool. So we started doing it. And then as I was doing it, um, friends of mine wanted to, like, people were submitting clips of themselves running away from monsters and stuff like that. And next thing you know, it was getting bigger and bigger. So uh, then a distributor said to me, Hey, you know, if, if that ends up feature length, I'll put it out. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> it kind of, it kind of turned out that way. And, um, we started working, believe it or not, on a conga two. And, um, I mean, the kids seem to want to finish it. So, I mean, that might happen. So we, oh, we, we filmed about 20 minutes of it, uh, last summer, I think. Oh and they want to finish it so we'll see if that ever happens oh. it's coming soon conga 2 electric boogaloo yeah <laughs> I, I do have to ask i don't want to spoil anything but the hot dog mm. costume was that right. a director's choice or an actor's choice actor's choice <laughs> excellent uh he said he said um that that he wanted to wear his hot dog costume and i said well that seems like a good way to lure a giant gorilla and he said yeah that's great let's do that and then his brother wanted to wear a costume too. So he's like, well, I'm going to dress as a policeman then. I'm like, perfect. So. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. 
nice. and the the amazing soundtrack by gelatin skeleton i mean ah. I, I've heard really, of that. Really some bangers on that soundtrack. Uh, <laughs> do, do, how, how familiar are you with the band? Uh, yeah, pretty familiar. I am the band. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, Gelatin Skeleton's a, an 80s kind of influenced glam metal band that I'm in. I'm, I, I'm the singer in it, and uh, we have an album out, and we've got a lot of airplay in the UK and some other places, and uh, things are going really well in that regard. So we for that movie... I felt like there was a montage that needed a um, Ramones style song, kind of like, you know, the way Spider-Man or Shazam have the montages where they have the Ramones play something like, I don't want to grow up or, or uh, something like that. So I said to my band, I said, well, we need a song like that. So, and it's about boys being boys. So we did a song called boys will be boys and we gave kind of a Ramones vibe and uh, yeah. So that's in there. Nice. Well, thank you for that earworm because the two of us have yeah. both been singing it all over our house for weeks on end now. <laughs> it's, you know, it's funny we, that for some reason that song seems to be playing pretty well in, on German radio. Oh, nice. why. All right. <laughs> How long has, uh, has the band been around? Like decades? Uh, or? <laughs> but two years. And um, okay. what, what year is this? Uh, 2023 is going to be a pretty good year. We got... Um, we're probably going to be playing some shows finally again, and um, we might even travel abroad. So for some festivals. So oh, you know, mm-hmm. do I cool. smell a Spinal Tap-esque movie in the works? Oh man, you know, <laughs> my, my drummer, my drummer totally wants me to do um, uh, a movie kind of like, um, what was it called? Um, Black Roses. I'm Ooh. like, that would be fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's either going to be got to be that or like Kiss versus the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> oh, oh, now my wheels are spinning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on that note, uh, I mean, Galaxy Warriors kind of wrapped up. Do you have a couple other ideas you're working on for 2023 and 2024 in the future? Well, I announced that Galaxy Warriors is my retirement film from feature films. Oh. So the plan is that it's been, uh, you know, the, the last... 10 years or so has been a slow beat down, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, just, you know, it's getting hard. It gets hard all the time. And the, and the, the, um, well, it's, you know, it's funny, the, the amount of budgets I was being offered is, was getting lower and the amount of work is getting bigger. And so I was, I announced my retirement. Now, the funny thing is since then, so, uh, I've been offered some budgets. So, uh, now I announced my I announced my retirement, but there's a couple of things that we were working on before my retirement that we might finish, and who knows? I mean, I I, I think I'm going to go away for a bit to see if anyone wants me to come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, know, uh, I don't know how familiar you are with American football, but uh, retirement's more of a retired until the next paycheck comes along. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it, right? Like, I mean, I still I still have to earn a living, so. Uh, you know, I'm not ready to go flip hamburgers yet, so we'll see. <laughs> you you can always be the share of directors, always on I, their uh, retirement tour. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Stones are still doing it, right? I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're going to drop on stage. Yeah. Uh, do you have any, like, dream projects? Like, if a budget fell in your lap, anything that just, like a budget or project or uh, an actor, actress? At the moment, uh, well, I've had actors, I've had actors fall in my lap before, but <laughs> that's honestly, <laughs> um, I, the only thing I've wanted to do forever that I've never gotten a chance to do is a universal monster. 
So like um, there was a time where we were talking about doing an Invisible Man movie, but then Hollywood did an Invisible Man movie. So, so that never quite happened. And, but you know, if there was something like that, that's, that, that's all I can think about off the top of my head. I think I've tackled almost everything else I've tried. I've wanted to. Now I, I've also kind of given myself the caveat that um, I'm retiring from feature films, but I can still make short films all I want. So, cause that's, that's not about uh, budget or, um, you know, producers and all that other nonsense. That's just purely for me. So if I, so, you know, you never know, I might still do something like that. And occasionally something crosses my head. I mean, there was a time about two years ago where uh, there was talk about me maybe doing a, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the uh, Canadian tax credits of the 1970s, but there was um, all these films like Cronenberg films and a bunch of other movies. Like basically if you name a seventies Canadian horror film, the government paid for it with our, with tax, uh, this tax loop thing. Like and the, Bowl with all his movies and the German tax yeah, loop. And the Australians too. In <laughs> yeah. Okay. In the seventies, it was notorious, like things like um, humongous and visiting hours and all kinds of stuff that, and it was, and it uh, got to be a problem and it was halted because people were starting to make movies that weren't even any good or necessarily needed to be completed just so they can get tax write-offs. So, um, but there was a lot of those films. Uh, there was talk a couple of years ago about me remaking one and it never happened. So that, you know, that crosses my mind every once in a while. And, and, you know, I do like the idea of uh, the black roses type thing too, but you know, I mean, I've, I've done, I mean, I feel like I've conquered so many of the things I tried to to do. So I th- I'm feeling pretty good. Excellent. Excellent. Well, of course, the name of our podcast is Everything I Learned from Movies. Are there is there any uh, nuggets of wisdom or anything you've learned over the years you'd like to pass on to our listeners who may also share a passion for filmmaking and looking to get into it? The one thing I always tell young filmmakers when they ask me for advice is it's a tough, and this is a much tougher one than you might think. I always tell them, make short films privately first. Make all your garbage in private. <laughs> you, don't have to po- you don't have to post every little thing on the internet. But people want to have content, so everyone posts everything on the internet. But then the problem with that is that the internet lives forever, and people will, you know, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is get good behind the curtain, and then when you're ready to reveal that you're, you've got talent, let the world have it. And then, then it's going to be, um, it's going to be far better than trying to um, make garbage first and then try to excel. It's a bigger challenge that way. So, so try to get good in private before you release stuff publicly, I guess is what I'm trying to say, but it is a challenge. I recognize. I mean, if I was a kid directing these days, I'd put everything on the internet. So I understand that that's probably not welcome advice, but it's what I would do or it's what I, it's what I suggest. Excellent. Yeah, I understand completely. As a, as a podcaster who uh, our first 40 episodes or so, we were apparently reusing the wrong microphone. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I would agree with that. Probably get the, that, that kind of stuff out of the way before you go public. But yeah. Uh, and then bury it under quantity. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I do have a little bit off topic, but um, are you familiar with the fellow indie director, uh, Canadian director, uh, Gerald Varga? No, I don't know. I don't think I've heard that name. What has he done? Yeah. Uh, he did two films. He did, I believe, totally by pretty much by himself, uh, Murder Box and uh, Gerald Geraldson's story. It's hmm. sort of his uh, comedic, dark humor, horror character that he does. Um, uh, also a friend of the podcast. Ah. 
No, I don't. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard of those. Ah, highly recommend you guys talk. I think you guys uh, have some short stories to share. <laughs> Where's he from? Uh, you know what? Uh, I can look it up really quick. Yes, yeah, I want to say it was like Vancouver, but I, I know he moved around a little bit too. So <laughs> yeah, I know he's currently in San Francisco at the unnamed film festival. unnamed full yeah. film festival for his next ah. movie. Oh, uh, speaking of that festival, have you ever considered doing like a, like a like a found footage horror or anything like that? Or? Um, not really. Uh, it seemed, um, you know, I feel like something like that crossed my desk once, but in, I don't think I, I never really had any interest in it because it seemed like the ones that were good were really good, and then all like the, all the ones that tried to copy it were terrible. So I thought, well, I'd rather <laughs> I could make I could I could probably make one today and be finished by tomorrow but why bother yeah. <laughs> yeah it sounds like it might be one of those things like we were talking about the invisible man it's like and then hollywood did it and it was really good so yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i've certainly done i've certainly done mockbusters of other films but uh but i don't see you know at this at this late stage i have nothing to prove <laughs> <laughs> uh gerald is in new westminster british columbia ah. originally from yorkton saskatchewan well, there you go. West End boy. <laughs> well, Mr. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us yeah, uh, here on Everything I Learned from Movies. Uh, how can we keep in contact and you know, find out gelatin skeleton tour dates and uh, Galaxy Warriors? Obviously, that's on YouTube, so I'm, we're going to be checking that out here tonight. Yeah, um, you could go to facebook.com slash movie. Gelatin Skeleton is on Twitter at G Skeleton, but we spell skeleton the same way you spell gelatin. Uh, <laughs> so it's not skeleton is not spelled correctly. It's G S K E L A T I N. And we are also on Instagram and Facebook uh, at Gelatin Skeleton. So yeah, I think it's pretty straightforward to find. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much. And thank uh, you so much. yeah, you're welcome back anytime you want to talk movies. I don't know. Uh, before we go, yeah. do you have a favorite like guilty pleasure kind of movie? Or I don't know if you have, have time for all that. <laughs> my, I'll tell you my favorite movie of all time is uh, Double Indemnity. Ooh, and another and I consider Jaws to be also a perfect movie. And but as far as guilty pleasures, I like um, I like Star Crash. <laughs> and um oh, i'm drawing a blank now um last skeleton of cadavera oh yeah that's fantastic yeah, you should check that out if you haven't seen it I, I feel like i did like 15 20 years ago or something but yeah well, that's about that would be the right time frame yeah something to <laughs> something to watch tonight yeah baby <laughs> it's a goodie excellent thank you so much and uh so much. yeah have Pleasure. a good evening Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Thank you so much.